All right, let's get this thing started. I just Jama free since '93. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But yeah. All right, you ready? I don't have no idea. We're gonna talk about tonight. We're talking about yeah, uh, it's be, Mexico, it's gonna suck. Uh, and I guess we'll pu- pump the phone number out there. You ready? Yeah. Right, let's do this. I don't have the phone number on me. Can you tweet it out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. You sure you're ready for this? I'll do my best. Your best. Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and f*** the prom queen. Welcome to the Big Soccer Show, the best soccer show in the whole world. Here we go, best soccer show, backheel.com, Jason Davis and Jared Dubois, doing it in the dark, we are doing it in the dark. That's how I use, that's how my, my lady makes me do it. Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't want to get into the nitty gritty details of why that might be. I, I just, I, and I hate to do this, I hate that my brain goes, I imagine that there's, there's a there's a Jay Rodia sex dance and and that's the reason it needs to happen in the dark. That is just too troubling. I was thought, I totally thought you were gonna say I, I thought that there's a Jay Rodia sex tape. <laughs> I was like, no, no, this nothing about this needs to be like reserved for posterity. Yeah, okay. Well, there's that's good to know. That's 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 very good to know. We are here on a Tuesday night. We did not get to record Monday. Jared had uh, his family situation kept us from doing that. Uh, we are here. Because it needed to be here. We rescheduled. I mean, some, some weeks we can't do it on Monday and we have to take the week off. This was a week we had to come on, Jerry. We had to do a show. There is, there is no way around it. You're losing to Mexico, the way it, it went down at the Rose Bowl on Saturday night. And now, as we sit here, losing to Costa Rica one nothing at Red Bull Arena. A game I don't give a flying crap about at all, but, uh, but just heaps more misery on this program. You know, and this is all the more reason why you need to follow Best Soccer Show, follow Davis JSN, follow Jay Rodius on Twitter, because you didn't have to wait this long to hear from us. If you had been following us on the numerous social media that the millennials invented for us, that you would have known that uh, we did a live game call of U.S.-Mexico on Rabble TV. So uh, your boys, Jason and Jared, JD and The Rod, you could have had two hours of our time listening to us live call the U.S.-Mexico game. So make sure you're following us on all those different social media accounts. And uh, you would already know a little bit what how our feelings are about tonight. But more than anything, I'm fed up, dude. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, obviously I deal with this more on a day-to-day basis than you do just because of, of soccer morning and taking phone calls and trying to talk all this stuff out. And I think it's been cathartic for me in a, in a lot of ways where I'm not necessarily – at the fever pitch, angry level, fed up level that you might be. I do think that ultimately Jurgen Klinsmann has, in the in the British parlance, lost the plot, or if, as we would say, uh, off the rails over here. But I don't know what that means. I don't know what's next. I don't know where to place the blame, Jared. Um, I think it falls on Jurgen Klinsmann. I, I I really do. Now a lot of people say it falls on Sunil Gulati, and definitely he's the guy that ultimately makes the choice on this. The, Jurgen Klinsmann isn't going to step away from a four million dollar paycheck, um, but I do believe that um, Jurgen Klinsmann is at fault for most of the things that are going on around us because there's choices being made, and those choices are being made by Jurgen Klinsmann. Sunil Gulati only has one choice to make. Either yes, Jurgen Klinsmann, or no, Jurgen Klinsmann. And there's four million reasons why it's yes. Yeah. Okay, Jurgen Klinsmann is making decisions daily about where this team is going, the the, the look it's going to put on. He every time he opens his mouth, he is committing to something, 
and he's committed to way too much. And at this point, the things coming out of his mouth just don't match what my eyes see. Yeah. Him saying that the reason why we came out of the Gold Cup was because of refereeing. No. No. The reason we came out of the Gold Cup is because better teams beat us. Yeah. The, and he's saying that – and I'm getting the feeling that he's trying to put this loss of U.S. Mexico some way on Fabian Johnson. Yeah, I, I don't I, that, know that game didn't about. fall on Fabian Johnson's need to be to be subbed. I understand that might have messed with your fictitious Nick Romano's going to save us in penalties, but guess what? You didn't get us to penalties partly because you chose to play a guy for 120 minutes that was retired a month ago. Yeah, yeah, and and, and you also set out a team that has zero confidence coming off of a tournament where they completely fell apart against teams they typically beat. So in, whether or not you believe that CONCACAF has gotten better, Jared, the fact of the matter is the United States did not play an aggressive game in any sense. I don't need... I don't need you know 70% possession from the Americans. We know that's not going to happen. But at least have the aggressive stance. At least say, we're going to take the game to Mexico in every way we're possibly able to do so. Did it, did it, we, we watched that. We sat there. We watched, we kept pointing out the problems, the, 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 the areas of the field that were just opening up for Mexico because the United States was in full on retreat. They could not hold the ball to save their, they, they played frantic. They played scared. They played like a team without any confidence. They and, played un American. What do Americans do that are ever fit those adjectives you put out there? You know what? I'd rather lose and go out strong. Come out there with a game plan. Come out there and try to assert dominance. That's what we do as Americans. I get pragmatism to a certain extent. I'm not saying throw all caution to the wind, but don't whimper. Don't go out with a whimper. That's what we've done over the last three games, four games, going back to the two games before the Gold Five games. Two games, last two games of the Gold Cup, Brazil, Mexico, and now Costa Rica. That's five games that we went out with a whimper. Yeah. And at this point, I see a team that has no confidence. And I don't know if it's no confidence in their leader. I don't know if it's no confidence in themselves. I'm worried that it's both. Yeah, you know what you know what I what argument I hate? You don't have to be standing up calling for Jurgen Klinsmann's head to realize there's something wrong with the way that this program is being run from the top down. With the argument though I, I that I hate is this notion that you, you know if you call for Jurgen Klinsmann to be fired if you're imagining that there needs to be a change that what you're ignoring is that the players aren't going to suddenly get better with a new coach. That to me is ridiculous. Team sports are not just about the individual talent levels of the 11 players you put out there. And guess what? There are some players who can make a difference. I'm sorry. I, I know that maybe the, the you know the Fabian Johnsons of the world, Michael Bradleys of the world are the best you got. But there are guys who would bust their ass. There are guys who could fit a certain style of play, a ch- change the way that your mindset is. There are guys in the U.S. player pool who either are being overlooked or not getting a chance. Lee Wing got set out as a substitute on the left wing tonight, Jared. How is that maximizing the, the 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 talent level of Lee Win. I know I know people are tired of hearing me bring up Benny Failhaber, but he represents everything that is wrong right now with the way Jurgen Klinsmann is running this team. And in no way, neither of us are saying that he is some, Benny Failhaber is some kind of cure all. Lee Lee Win isn't a cure all, but they're symptomatic of the way Jurgen Klinsmann has approached this team. For some reason, there's something about these guys that Jurgen Klinsmann said that. Is saying that they can't be a part of where I'm going. Well, maybe the the direction you're putting on that that you're driving this bus is the wrong direction. You know, there's a there's a management philosophy of um, before you try to steer the bus 
in a direction, you get the right people on it. Yeah. I'm not concerned. I, I'm concerned that he doesn't have the right people on the bus. It doesn't matter what direction he's trying to drive it. He's got the wrong people on the bus. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying Benny Howard Felder should be starting as a number 10 in U.S. National League, but you're telling me that he has no role in a 23-man roster? Yeah. Lee Wynn has no room in a 23-man roster on a team that could not figure out one creative play in the entire 90 minutes against Mexico? I, I take that back. They had one good play. It's the one result in the goal, which is DeAndre Yedlin putting a nice little soft touch mm-hmm. pass into look, a uh, back, back run of, uh, of, of, of Wood. I will say that, it, look, it's always easy to pick apart a national team manager's player selection. Okay, That's the first place we go. There's people we like that he doesn't. It's fine. It's his prerogative. But if you're not having success, if you're not winning games, if you're not playing effective soccer, if you're playing reactive, terrible we this is not who we are soccer then make a change find somebody else if you need look DeAndre Yedlin is a very fast athletic player he's got the the tr- the touch of a brick wall Jared Where's I mean? Give Ethan Finley a shot. Find a way to to bring up Kellen Rowe. Find a way to bring up uh, Harry Ship. Yeah, Harry Ship. Give, give even give, even at the defensive midfield position. I, I know you're giving Danny Williams a, ch- a chance. Fine, but where's Perry Kitchen? I know Will Traps with the U23s. Th- there's there's got to be something else here. Nine five one. You're you're with us. Who's this? Hey, this is what's up, guys? This is Giovanni. Hey, Giovanni. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Uh, I just want to comment on uh, on was it Saturday's game, man. I was uh, I was actually there, and it just looked like a poor, poor showing, man. I couldn't believe that that no one made any runs throughout the game. It was just I'm just so down on the team right now, man. I don't even know how to pick myself up. I really, and then I didn't watch today's game. I read about it all over on Twitter. I seen the highlights because I'm over here at work. But I just don't know what to do about it because Jurgen Klinsmann is not going to get fired. The team seems that they lost morale. They don't believe in the system anymore. And to be a U.S. national team fan at that Mexico game, and I almost got into it with a few people, but man, it was just a horrible game. Yeah. Giovanni, it's not worth your time done. to get in a fight over this team. They're not the, no. the team's not fighting for you. No. So why are you going to fight for them, Giovanni? And I don't. I don't mean that as a shot to the players. I mean that to the team in general. Giovanni, uh, very quickly before I let you go, do you want to see Klinsman fired? I used to be a pro Klinsman, but now I'm just. I just want him out. Okay. The team already lost it. Giovanni, what was the breaking point for you? This was uh, the Mexico game. Was the breaking point? Okay. All right, appreciate the call. Appreciate the call, Giovanni. Let's go to Robert in L.A. What's up, Robert? Hello, hello. How you guys doing? Doing well. Could be, could be better. Well, okay. I, I Look, it's sports. I can keep it in perspective. I get fired up. I'm passionate about this team, but I'm not going to let I'm not gonna let the U.S. men's national team bring me down, Jared. I got lots of, going, lots of good stuff going in my life, man. You know, come on. Yeah, you're, you have a better life than me. <laughs> Shut up, Robert. What's up? Hey, I just wanted to talk to you, uh, you know, still about the the U.S. and the recent loss. And I was just wondering, uh, I don't know, if you, with uh, with the Dutch, you know, the Dutch uh, just crashing out uh, Euro trade. And I was just wondering if U U.S. should take note of how they handle things because with these old old players that are going to be in, and I still I still think Clinton is going to bring them into the World Cup qualification. And after what we saw today and against Mexico, I think the same thing is going to happen against. Trinidad and Tobago with uh, you know Kenwin Jones just tearing that defense apart. Is there look look? 
The one, the one of the few bright spots on Saturday, Jared, I think we could agree, was the performance of Jeff Cameron. Probably absolutely. the only guy. Probably the only one, and I would give Bobby Wood a little bit of credit on okay, that. Okay, sure, too. absolutely. Fresh legs, comes in the game, makes a difference, um, ends up scoring the, the, the goal that gets the, the Americans back level. I, I, I think, look, I, I don't want to, I don't want to paint this as everything's a disaster. I think they're capable of going to TNT and getting a result, Jared, but at the same time, the confidence can't be high. I mean, I asked, I asked for the DEFCON on, on Soccer Morning today. I got a lot of DEFCON 2s. I don't know where you're at. DEFCON 1 is literally the whole thing's falling apart, abandon ship, get off the planet, the whole, you know, we're, we're done here. Um, I don't know that we're done Defcon, here. DEFCON 1 is where Mexico was in a game against New Zealand a year ago. That's DEFCON 1. Okay. And I think people are right to be close to DEFCON 2 at this point because – Point to me to one positive thing going on U.S. national team right now. Robert, you're on the line. Can you point to me to any one thing positive in the U.S. national team program on the men's side? As of now, from the men's side, no. Uh, I see. I don't see anything. Cause I just see him going back to what's uh, well relatively worked. You know, with the older players, and he's not going to trust the. I don't know. He's not going to bring in new, new, fresh faces. And because here's the, here's does, the criminal he, thing he about brings, that. There are late substitutions. Yeah, that, that's and that's good for him. I I I appreciate that he he has that going for him. But the the rest of, the rest of these teams they are bringing in new blood. I mean, there is young players like under twenty five, under twenty eight. I we are putting out. Listen, I love me some Jermaine Jones. I love me some Demarcus Beasley. But should they be together on one side of the field for one hundred and twenty minutes? No, and I just can't believe you put Jermaine Jones back in the game. Started him tonight. Yeah, I mean, how no, and, if and you're Jay Heaps? Yeah. I mean, you you got to be pulling out your hair. I, I don't care. Look, I did not. Ca- I didn't care about this game at all tonight. I, in fact, I had a feeling they were probably going to lose just because the they were so deflated after the Mexico game. Things are so negative. He sent home Fabian Johnson, which we'll get into in more detail here shortly. I, I just didn't think that the feeling around this team was going to lead them to anything good tonight at Red Bull Arena, Jared. But that being said, the one thing I did find interesting and did perk up my ears a bit is the starting of Jermaine Jones and Brad Evans and even Josie Altidore, who's a guy, you know what he's going to give you. You know what he's going. Why not start Bobby Wood and give him an opportunity from, from the yeah. outside? What What is this thing? And we know that Josie Altidore and Jesse Zardes can't play together as a front two. Why, why We've is, seen look, that. I love Timmy Howard. Timmy Howard is fantastic. Timmy Howard saved our asses against the Belgians in Brazil. But why is Tim Howard and not Bill Hamid starting this game? Why? What? What's the point? I don't know. It also makes like he wants to make his 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 air travel worth it. Okay, maybe. But why call him Bill Bill Hamid then? Uh, I don't know. I, I, to get a look, because there's other guys ahead of him. Jason, don't you know that? There's other guys ahead of him. I, I mean, look. The only. I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm just not buying Klinsman the reformer. If I was buying Klinsman the reformer, this stuff would be easier to take. No, I need Sunil the reformer. And, and That's I, what I need. I, I don't, I, I, and I cannot fathom the people who are out there saying, well, what do you expect them to do? They don't have any good players. MLS is terrible, and all of the MLS players are terrible, and that's why they Most suck. Most of these players are the exact same ones that made the round of 16 last year. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know why you're excusing uh, Jurgen Klinsmann's failure because 
of whatever you perceive the player pool to be when the player pool is not fundamentally different than what went to Brazil last year in 2014 and and made it to the round of 16 and took you know again whether or not that team played great soccer they at least had the fight they at least put it in they they at least put on the field everything that makes us proud of of a US men's national team that's what we're not seeing now and, and you know give credit to Klinsman for that I I guess but at the same time when his rhetoric is so far divorced from what's happening on the field, you're going to get called on that. I saw our man Will Parchman wrote a very good piece about this whole situation in which, thanks for the call, Robert, i, I got to run. He, he, um, he, he basically said that Klinsman is being scapegoated for under other fundamental problems in American soccer, which is true on a certain level. But the response to that, and, and I think Will agreed uh. to this, is that you, you, get to, you, are, you are the scapegoat when you build yourself up to be the savior. You, there's no other, and, and when you fail, when you're the, when you say, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, and then you fail, that means you're automatically the scapegoat. I'm sorry. Yeah, but a, I don't like that to a certain extent because that absolves Klinsman of the choices he's made. Right. I, I, I think on some level it does. And, and I, I'm not, I'm, look, you can both recognize the intrinsic problems with the U.S. soccer setup, the way we do things, the way we teach our kids. I mean, I've spent my entire, uh, two days. I've had two days this week, Jared, after the loss to Mexico. I spent so much of it talking about youth development and pay to play and teaching kids technique over athleticism and all of these. And those are all important parts of this. Okay. But you can recognize that those are problems while at the same time giving Jurgen Klinsmann the proper criticism that he deserves for where this team sits right now. Because guess what? Bob Bradley and, and Bruce Arena, they didn't, they, they didn't whine about this stuff. They went about the business of trying to put together the best team possible to win games. They didn't always succeed, which is why they got fired. But they got fired for that. Why is Klinsman Klinsman insulated? We should clarify, Bruce Arena didn't get fired. Uh, oh, okay. He voluntarily left after 2006 was a disaster. Yeah, his, his contract was left. Okay, 6 right, right. But, but of course, he was effectively, you didn't do good enough. As, as you should be, though. I, I mean, sure. listen, it wasn't a good World Cup. Sure. He had two cycles. He did, he did, right. He wasn't going to get a third cycle. 6.07, you're on the air. Hey, guys. Uh, real quick, this is Alex in Syracuse. I got two questions. Can you name a team in American sports that's more frustrating to watch or have to deal with? Um, you know, you know, uh, that is always uh, a function of expectations, right? I mean, the higher your expectations, the more frustrated you are when those uh, expectations aren't met. I, yeah, I at think. this point, are the Cubs frustrating when you just expect right. them to lose? Right. Well, the Cubs just won a series, Jared. So they're okay. They won a series. Okay, sure. You know what I'm, you know what I'm sure, referring but that, to? Hey, that reference—that's that, a big success for them. I, in fact, I think the Cubs are actually the inverse of this. People expect the Cubs, to, as you said, right? You, you actually you just said it. The, the people expect the Cubs to fa- the Cubs to fail, so it's not necessarily frustrating when they do. Um, I, I think the frustration is partly our fault that, or ourselves, though, Jason, because I think we have a false expectation of how good this team should be. This team isn't a lot better than what we're seeing. It's better, but the way it's being coached, the 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 strategy being forced upon them, the rhetoric being set around them doesn't match anything. So our our yeah. expectations are being built up by Jurgen Klinsmann feeding us bullshit. Right. I mean, I mean, he it, telling us that we were in the game and we had the better opportunities in in the, in the overtime, things were swaying our way and that the referees are the fault for the gold cup. Uh, All these different things are just BS. Yeah. He's spoon feeding us. And you know why we believe it? Because he follows that up with a with a dessert course of 
we don't understand how this sport works yeah. in America. Well, there's so that. because we don't understand how it works, what he says must be true. So there's a bunch of people that are just piling spoonfuls yeah. of this crap into their mouth. And they don't feel like they even have the right to object. Yeah, you look, again, I'll come back to this just, just to reiterate this point before we get back to – it's Alex, right? Alex? Yeah. Yeah. Um, independent of Jurgen Klinsmann, I, I just can't figure out why people don't think it's necessary to demand more simply because they want to identify American soccer as behind the curve or the player pool as being deficient. Again, there – your coach does not get off the hook simply because there's some unproven, unscientific idea out there that American soccer players are terrible compared to the rest of the world. That's the the, the player pool is not fundamentally different than it was five years ago. It's not six years ago, ten years ago, twelve years ago, two thousand two. Okay. It's I would not. say in a 23-man depth, you're correct, but I will say at the top, there's a difference at the top two to three players. Sure, okay, and, and maybe that's the difference, but, the, but even when the United States was lacking that element, okay, even when the United States and, – and maybe maybe that's it. Maybe it's all on Landon Donovan and Clint Dempsey, and because those guys are aging out, Donovan's retired, Dempsey's aging, aging out, then, then maybe we're destined for, for disaster. But, uh, again, I, I – I, I don't think that necessarily precludes us from holding Klinsman to a standard. I don't know. I think, to... I think a big part of it is the way he uses his players. Look at tonight. He gave Lee Wynn the Will Trap treatment. He threw him out at left midfield for the last 20 minutes. When have you seen Lee yeah. Wynn play left midfield? Yeah. When he came over to Colorado, maybe? Yeah, yeah when, he came, to, when he came to the revolution. He's going to get the most out of his players. I, 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 again, that, that's the thing. If I was a player, that's the thing that would drive me bonkers. Is, is that continued intent? And, and if he's explaining it to him, fine. Uh, maybe you can stomach it. But don't you get the sense he's just doing it to try to me- not mess with them? But like it, it, again, Jared, it's it's you drop the toddler yeah. in the deep end. You know, a, a guy can explain to me why he's going to punch me in the face. It doesn't mean I have to like the fact he's going <laughs> to punch me in the face. <laughs> Something like that. Alex, uh, anything else? Uh, closing salvo before I let you go. No, I just think I just think January camp is when we'll see Klinsman actually get to spend some more time with these MLS guys. Maybe he finds out their strengths there. But okay. I don't you think, think, you think he's still here January. A lot 10th. of positive change until that January camp. Right. Klinsman can give a long time, you know, like a month to work with these guys. Okay, we'll, we'll see what happens. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate it. Four one four, you're on the air. Yeah, uh, Jason. I, I I just I I I think that it is time for a coaching change. That it is looking a lot like uh, the Chapelatore uh, experiment in Mexico, and, and that the, the players' faces and the mood of the, of the team—I don't think I've ever seen a U.S. national team look like that uh, in, in any run bad stretches of games. I, I, it, it, look, there's a recency effect here. Let's acknowledge that this is what's happening now. So this is obviously standing out in our minds, Jared. There have been there have been bad times. You know, I, I'm yeah. reading I'm reading some things about uh, just historically where the the team has been. 2009, ahead of the Confederations Cup, when Bob Bradley took that team. Re- remember, things weren't going well at that point in time. They yeah. they did not go into that tournament with any kind of momentum. They I think they lost. In, to, in fact, they were barely in that tournament into the last right. game, last game of the group round. Right. They they lost to Italy, uh, which not, not not necessarily a shameful thing. Except Michael Bradley hasn't had a meltdown in that game. If you remember, if, had a, if I remember correctly, they had a big game against Egypt, and that got them out of they into did, the they, next they, round. They beat Egypt like four nothing or something that that helped them get it, without that win and the turnover of the goal differential. They're not in the next. 
next round. And then they turn it into a run where they beat uh, Spain and then go to uh, the finals and play Brazil and, and, and kind of raise, you know, raise the, the American banner and put it on a bit of a, a pedestal. And so there have, again, there have been bad times. It's just, I don't know. Again, I don't know that we've seen as, as, as he's saying, what, what, have we seen this, this depth of sort of, Nobody necessarily even knows where to turn. We don't have that central figure. I mean, Michael Bradley could be that guy, but he's also not the one driving your... I, I don't know. I don't know. I just... I have faith in Michael Bradley. Beyond that, I don't know. And even but, he's you know, being pulled down uh, I, I do believe that there is, a de- there, uh, there is a depth problem that we have with quality players. Individual talent is not here. And that's something that Jurgen Klinsmann has to deal with. But that's any what the new coach is going to have to, if, if they go in a new direction, is going to have to deal with. And that was something that uh, I don't understand why. Because if you look at it, Claudio Reyna, Landon Donovan, uh, Brian McBride, they didn't walk into that locker room. And yet our league is over 20 years old. We've had 20 years to get these players. And that's something that, you know, that Jurgen Klinsmann can't change or the new coach can't change. That's something that... It, needs to be explained where did we go wrong well, we were able to develop is that, these is that players. what it is is that what it is or have we spent the last four years failing to make players into the new Mike, brian mcbride into the new landon donovan i mean i'm not saying that they're going to be as talented as those players or necessarily as as trustworthy of the, as those players every every time out but I, I don't know i mean look sometimes and and this is maybe not Clinton's fault either but sometimes circumstance weighs down on you jared sometimes you know, you you take a pot of of twenty players, and you think the, every single one of these is talent, guys is talented on some level, and in in some cases, every single one of them has something that keeps them from reaching their potential for whatever reason. That's happened to better and countries you, than the you, U.S. You can have good talent. I mean, look at look at look at the Dutch. I mean, they have fantastic talent, and they're out of the Euros right now. And even if the U.S. does have decent talent, I think what hurts that talent is familiarity. I mean, Jurgen Klinsmann just doesn't play the same teams. Guys don't know what the positions are. The public, we don't know what the positions are. Maybe they do. Maybe he's explaining it to them and it's at a level we can't comprehend. But the fact matter is these 11s change every game. Every game there's different guys playing different positions. And even if a guy is decent, I, I, I think it's unacceptable to expect to just plop 11 guys down on the field and say play a cohesive game. Yeah. No. Jared, you're professionals. Jared, you should be able to do night, this. Then how come our MLS All-Star game isn't good every time? You can't talk over Jared. What, what was that? Oh, uh, Ask Jared when's the last time he's seen Mexico play a 4-3-3. And look how well they looked with four days of preparation. Well, they've been playing it. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, but here's the thing, though. They're positionally playing the same position. Chichiro's still playing forward, but, but they've been and they've been <laughs> playing. Look, they've been playing a five-three-two, which is a five-man midfield with wingbacks for quite some time under Miguel Herrera. So it's not as though that's a gigantic shift in 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 uh, in formation. A four-three-three is a five-man midfield. Let's be yeah, honest and, about and that. And nowhere what I said. Did you hear me say anything about formation? No, I'm of talking not. about the same eleven players on the field. Yeah, it, it, look. I... <clears throat> We we are down because they have lost. I mean, let's be fair about that as as fans. Is there a chance that it gets turned around, Jared? Is there is there is there some sort of hope that Klinsman's got a grander scheme for this and that he identifies? I mean, right now we're getting some some quotes out of his press game, his po- uh, post game press conference after the loss to Costa Rica, and he says 
uh, okay, on Fabian Johnson, um, you'll get your answer if he plays on Saturday as to whether or not Johnson is actually injured because uh, we'll go into the details here momentar- momentarily. He's also apparently looking for He's going to look for new younger guys. Oh, he's going to re- he's going to rotate Howard and yeah. Guzan. Any of that stuff? A year help? after the World Cup. Yeah. This is the time. When we're in World Cup qualifying, this is the time to unearth the young guys. Okay, my bad. I, I guess I didn't – my dumb American brain couldn't grasp that that's not – that's the time to do it. Yeah. I don't know. You got anything else? No, no. Thanks, guys. Take All it right. easy. Sorry about the loss. <laughs> there it goes. There what, it goes. Did he score? Uh, I don't know. I don't no. know. Um, we'll we'll see if any more phone calls come in. We'll maybe tweet that out one or two more times. Uh, I mean, is it going to be? Are we going to do an hour here on Jurgen Klinsmann? I mean, is that the right? The U twenty. Well, let's, let's do a little bit on, on on some other stuff. I'm still okay with the U.S. national team, but I do want to have a couple things on the U.S. national team. I do want to discuss. Okay. One one being, let's talk about Fabian Johnson for a moment here. Okay. Okay. First of all, what do you think about a guy asking to come out of a game? If he thinks he is hurting his team, I am absolutely 100% okay with it. What if he thinks he's hurting himself? If well that's the same thing, is it not? If he if he feels look, if you ha- if you're going full bore as you should in that game and I don't maybe Fabian Johnson didn't, but let me just trust that he did. He's a professional player. He he plays for he, he's he's shown well for his national team. I've never known him not to put any effort. If he's going full out and he feels that twinge and he thinks, "Oh, this is going to go and I've had issues before." I know my body well enough to know that this is close. Shouldn't he say, hey, guys, uh, I'm in danger here? There's still a sub on the field, right? There's still a sub that can be made. Yes. Yeah, he knows that. He knows that they've only subbed twice. So why would Fabian Johnson think that, okay, first of all, it sounds like Nick Romano didn't even know he was going to go in for to, to, yeah. to, to go into shootouts. Crazy. So why would Fabian Johnson think that that one sub left is for a goalkeeper to come in for? Sure, a, he would have no. If that wasn't explained to Nick Romano, it certainly wasn't explained to the rest of the team. So Fabian Johnson has no knowledge of the plan that Jurgen Klinsmann has. A, a ridiculous plan, by the way. I don't have any problem with the plan. You don't have a problem with holding a substitute I, for 120 minutes. So that you can make a goalkeeper substitute. I mean, come on, man. You don't. There's I have no, a problem with the subs he chose to make and who got subbed off the field. But no, I don't see a problem bringing a specialist for okay. something that is on the table. How about when the game starts to go against you and it's clear that you're being dominated, even if you are level at two two, you recognize that the chances that you get to full time with with uh, with a level scoreline so that you can even go to penalties aren't necessarily great. Okay, and but maybe he's got you change seven minutes of a tie game left to, to kill. I mean, okay. the U.S. can kill off seven minutes a lot of the time. We're, that's one of the things we're decent at is bunkering in. So I don't see why – there's guys that should be off the field at that point, okay? DeMarco Vizzi should have made it 120 minutes the way they were attacking that left-hand side of the U.S. defense. So I have issues with maybe some of the guys he chose to sub instead. But I will say that – if Fabian Johnson has a, has a twinge at that point in the game with seven minutes left to go, he doesn't feel fit to finish. Get a guy on, and Brad Davis, who played well. Brad Evans. Incoming, oh, sorry, Brad Davis. Yeah, I did that on the live show, too, when we did it. Brad Evans, bring him in, and he performed well in his stead. Fabian Johnson's made the right decision. Okay? Yeah. He has no way of knowing Jurgen Klinsmann's got this thing in his back pocket that right. he wants to pull. Yeah. So I have no issue with any of the things Fabian Johnson did look, as long as he actually did have something wrong with his body. It's just too clever by half. The, this, the, 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 the plan to, to hold Nick Ramond, to hold a, a last substitution so you can put on Nick Romano because he's a, <clears throat> a penalty specialist is just too clever. It is. It's, 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 a, it's overthinking the situation. P- play with what you've got in, fr- in front of you. Use what you have. 
Use your substitutions to get the most out of that. How about try? Sorry. My voice does not want to let me do this. How about try go to win the game, Jared? How about that? I don't think that was ever in the plan. I, I, re- I really don't. Look at how the U.S. lined up with three defensive, well, what does that defensive say midfielders. What does that say about Jurgen Klinsmann? It mean it says that he's full of crap. He capitulated. He told he told us five years ago that we are going to play this certain t- style okay. of uh, of give, soccer. Do you give him a pass on the three the, the three holding mids because Alejandro Bedoya was hurt? Mm, or sick, sick. Yeah, to, to a certain extent, yes, I I, I I get why that happened. But I, listen, I don't think he made the wrong the 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 wrong call playing that those guys. I'm just saying that. If you're going to play those three guys, it says something about what you want to do as, a, as for the game. You want to try to get to penalty kicks or get a free kick or a counterattack somewhere down the line. You're, you're making a strategy of hope. Yeah. Okay? And I don't have a problem with Brad, Brad, Bob Bradley did it. And while it was frustrating at times, I'm just saying it got us results. But I'm just saying don't lie to me about it. Don't lie to me and say that you had the better of play at certain points. Don't lie to me and say that you had these chances. Don't lie to me and say that you're going to try to make this type of brand for the U.S. for U.S. soccer because you're not doing it. You're not doing it in the choices that you make. You're not doing it in the in the talent that you're developing. You're not doing it with the lineups you're putting on the field. So just don't lie to me. Just say, listen, Mexico is better than us right now. I know that. You know that. Every one of the 90-plus thousand people in the Rose Bowl know that fact. Mm-hmm. So just claim it. Own it. This team's better than us. We're going to try to beat them tactically, and this is the tactic we're going to go with. I can respect that. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Lots of questions facing the U.S. men's national team. I mean, the, the Fabian Johnson situation. I mean, you, you talked about him, him begging off, him coming, uh, try, you know, coming off the field. Now, he said, I have an injury. Klinsman in the in the press conference ahead of the game against Costa Rica said no he didn't uh, he didn't have an injury he just wanted to come off the field he was tired whatever uh, basically called out his player then after having sent him home so we couldn't even get Fabian Johnson's side of things then that if that was Timothy Chandler I get it well then it's followed up by a tweet from Borussia Mönchengladbach on Twitter uh, which is where the tweets appear uh, where they said Fabian Johnson has returned to Germany he's getting treatment for a thigh injury. So essentially, Borussia Mönchengladbach by tweeting called Jurgen Klinsmann a liar, called him a liar, and now we're getting quotes from Klinsmann after the game saying, "See if he plays on Saturday, then you'll know if I'm a liar." This is this is petty, ridiculous drama nonsense. But you know what? If I'm Fabian Johnson, I have complete control over the situation. All you have to do is tell Mönchengladbach. I know, I know, I don't I, feel fit. I, I know, but do you really think? Okay, I mean that if that's where we're at. That's how hey, ridiculous. That's, if that's, that's where we're at, that's that how tells you another is. reason why Klinsman's at, at this fault is, here. This, you said something to me before the show on a wholly different topic. You said John Mafree since '93. It just happens to rhyme. This there shouldn't be this kind of. I'm sorry. There shouldn't be this kind of. Especially with a guy who's one of your most important players, one of your best players. Eight yeah. one eight one six. You're on the air. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Um, a lot of talk of Klinsman getting booted out, but the question is, who do you bring in to replace him? Okay, you want my you want my list off the top of my I haven't created a short list, but here's a here's a bunch of guys I think that could come in and probably put this team out to win a game right now, both through Can we, can we go back and forth one on one? Sure, go ahead. Okay, you, you want to give me your top candidate first? Um if I need to start winning games right now, Peter Vermees is my guy. I know he's not the perfect answer for the long term, Jared, but he's if, my guy. If I need to win games right now, Bruce Arena. Okay, Bruce Arena. If he would take the job. If you would take the job. Peter I'm Vermees. talking pie in the sky. Peter Vermees, Bruce Arena. Uh, let's see. I, I'm I, gonna I'm gonna throw one out there, and okay. I know you like this one too. Uh huh. 
Miguel Herrera. Okay, Miguel Herrera, absolutely. Marcelo Bielsa, um, Goose Hiddink. Um, let's see. Uh, maybe maybe Jose Peckerman's going to be available soon. Go make not a run a, at not him. A fa- not a fan of Jason Christ. Jason Christ, sure, why not? Yeah, give him a chance. I mean, I think he's a good coach. I think I, I think what you're hearing from what Jason and I are saying is that we're okay with a lot of different takes on this. It's not like the options out there are limited. Granted, we may not be able to want, maybe you want Gus Hedding. Maybe he's tainted goods now that, that Holland came out. But I'll tell you what, he has a tremendous track record <laughs> just about everywhere he's ever gone. Can we afford him after getting rid of $4 million of baggage? Probably yeah, not. Goose, you're Goose, looking look, at Vermees, you're looking at Christ. We, you get them on the cheap. We gave Nelson Rodriguez the wolf moniker for being hired by Chicago to go try to fix that. Goose Hitting is the international soccer version of the wolf. He is yeah. he he is Winston Wolf. He's gonna he's the guy that comes in to fit. Now I, he's older. He's maybe past that now. He's had the recent problems with the, with the Netherlands having to turn that over, and that was a disaster. Now the, the Dutch are out of the Euros in 2016. So maybe you want to stick that on him, as Jared said. But I still think he could come in, figure out a way to make these component parts play a more functional brand of soccer. Yeah. You're not going to convince no. me otherwise. No, no I, I think you're right. I you, I you have a caller on. Ask yeah. the right question on the. Right at the top, you need somebody for right now, or do you need somebody for the future? Because if you look at somebody like Vermees or Christ, okay, they got what two years before the Olympics? Can they get or before the World Cup? Can they get through the qualifying to build the player pool to build what they need to be able to compete yeah. in 2018? Yeah. I mean, that's. <laughs> I don't know if that's a luxury necessarily, but again. If we were seeing progress, if we were seeing the development under five years in or four years in at this point, if we were seeing Klinsman's program take hold and, and, and maybe not at the senior level, but at different at other levels, if we were buying the notion that he was the reformer who was going to make us better, then I say, OK, fine, find a guy who can replace him that in that area or keep him because you can't find anybody to replace him. But I don't see that I don't see that progress, Jared. So what I think is that you're doing damage to your program. You're doing damage to the perception of your program. You're taking steps backwards, which is actually going to be harder to recover from if and when you finally decide to move on from Jurgen Klinsman. So that's why you move on from Jurgen Klinsman. I just think that if you're going to make a move, you make it now. World Cup qualifying starts soon, but it's rounds that we should be able to win fairly easily. Okay? You got to make the move now. You can't wait till you're in the middle of qualifying and yeah. it's not going the right direction. I'm with you on that. I'm with you 100%. I got anything else? It, yeah, if you're in the middle of the hex and you're trying to replace a manager, I, no. we're going to be yeah. in big trouble. How'd that we're go from Mexico? That was a nail-biter. Yeah, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Daniel, you're on the air. Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, uh, what happened? Nice match. <laughs> what happened? I didn't see, I didn't see the last uh, Have you watched minutes. the last four games leading up to this one? It, it, uh, man, it's it's crazy, dude. It's it's just ridiculous sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you got anything else to add, or you just want to moan about it? Dan? I mean, I'm I'm okay if you do, but just let me know. Eh, I mean, U.S. is the U.S. Like, I I just don't. I just I want to qualify for Russia. That's pretty much it. And if Jurgen doesn't do it, then you should be out. That's okay, it. but see, b- the problem with that is that. If Jurgen doesn't do it, then you're not qualified. You're done. You're sitting at home in 2018, and now we're talking about ta- real problem. I mean, we're talking about U.S. soccer having melted down, at, uh, it, having been part of a confederation where it's typically a walk to qualifying, Jared. If they reach that point, and I don't think they're going to. I'm usually pretty confident they'll figure out a way to qualify. Um, even if Jurgen Klinsmann stays on board, I think that's probably likely. It's just whether or not you reach a point where you're saying, well, it's going badly enough 
that we're scared and now we need to make a change. And as you said, doing it during qualifying is ultimately uh, going to be a, a much harder thing to do than to do it now before you start qualifying. So let me ask you a question, Jason. What can the average U.S. men's national team fan do to show displeasure, to show that they want change? I'll get, and I'll give credit this time around. There's more negative media attention around Klinsman than I think there's ever been before. Yeah. So credit to the U.S. soccer media for calling out exactly what's happening. But what can the average soccer player do? A soccer soccer fan do? Uh, you know, I saw something today, and I want to credit it, but I can't seem to find it. It said, back in the old days, this was the same column, the same piece that referenced 2009 and the bad period with Bob Bradley ahead of the Confederations Cup. It said, back then, you know what we did? We emailed Sunil Galati. We sent him an email. Sometimes he'd even respond. That, that, was our, that was our way of expressing our displeasure with the state of the national team and the program. We stopped doing that somehow, maybe because of Twitter, maybe because of the ubiquitous nature of, of blogs, maybe because there's so many things out there now for us to read and parse, and we just sort of <clears throat> we just sort of complain into the ether. This person, and again, I want to give credit, but I can't find it, said, let's go back to emailing Sunil Galati. That's a way to do it. Fill up his that's inbox. A, that's, a, that's a way, and here's the thing. I, I think it needs to go one step further. If you as a U.S. soccer fan aren't happy and want to show your displeasure, don't go to games. Okay. Don't yeah. buy the merch. Yeah. You know what speaks loud? Your yeah. wallet. Yeah. Your wallet speaks in ways that U.S. soccer has to listen to. By the so way. So if you're not happy with the product on the field, yeah. don't go to the field. I'm going to give credit. Sean Steffen at LA, Gal- uh, LA, Confidential, uh, LA Galaxy Confidential is, uh, is where I heard this. Um, in the days of Bob Bradley, fans took their complaints to Sunil Gotti's inbox. With the outrage over Jurgen Klinsman, why aren't fans doing the same? So he's advocating for that. Three, uh, 607. You're on the air. Who's this? Yeah, this is Dan. How are you doing? Doing, uh, we're doing. I don't know. Uh, we're doing angry or or upset or or yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, despite the uh, the um, symbolic display by our, by our guys again. Um, yeah. whose whose fault do you think it is that our players' touches don't seem to be like their passes don't seem to be connecting? Is that a development issue, or is that like a coach issue that they're not working on, you know, in the camps? Or I mean, when you see a striker, when you see a striker unable to score, what do you talk about? A striker that has scored plenty of goals but just can't score service or or sharpness, confidence. Yeah, confidence. Yeah, that's right. It's not that these guys can't make a one; they can't trap a ball. It's not that they can't hit a first-time pass. Come on. These are professional soccer players getting paid a wage to do this for a living. These guys can do those things. It's a crisis of confidence. It's the same way where if the first time I'm with a, with, with a girl, my style isn't that great because I'm nervous <laughs> as hell. I, you know what? It's, I haven't used any. I mean, we're so worked up tonight. Jay Rodius. It's the first time. But you know what? First time a lady shows a little, let's say, satisfaction, all of a sudden I'm full of confidence. I'm, I'm a rock star. Okay. I, I, think, you're, I think you've got a, uh, got a point. I mean, we've seen these players, most of them, 
ninety percent of them play better soccer, as, even together. Now, again, Klinsman has not uh, created any continuity in this team. Uh, the same eleven guys haven't been on the on the field together ever, basically. Uh, certainly not since the World Cup. So I don't know how they would have any understanding of each other and the yeah. movement and and the and how you. I mean, Jared, you you know this. I mean, it's not just about passing the ball to your teammate. Your teammate may like the ball a certain way. He may make a run that requires the ball to be out in front of him. He may want yeah. the ball to his feet. He may he may be uh, you know he may have his back on a defender, and you need to play the ball to his to his dominant foot so he can make a turn or he can lay the ball off. I mean, there there are so many different intricate things that go into team play, and I'm not saying Klinsman's not working on them, but they're certainly not working right now with this team. Well, you got you and I talked about it when we did the live rabble show for U.S. Mexico over and over again, and we're bringing it up here. How is it that Mexico over and over throughout the game was feeling out that over-the-top chip pass to Chicharito over and over again? How many times do you think we talked about it, Jason? Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> a lot. A lot, and it ended up coming off. But here's the thing. There's not an American on this team that can't pick out that pass themselves, make that run that Chicharito's making themselves. But you know why they're able to do it, and they're able to do it with such high confidence? They practice it. They're on the field together. They have a relationship with each other. Their eyes meet, and when they meet, that guy knows Chicharito's going to dart. I mean, it's just that connection you get with playing with a guy that the U.S. just does not have. Yeah, It's not that they can't have it. They don't because it's not fostered. It's not developed. It's not prioritized. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I was wondering because I didn't know if that was a coach thing um, as far as you know, getting the guys to work on their touch, work on their communication. You know, I didn't know if that was, you know, Queensman's. I guarantee you if you go to a U.S. soccer practice, you're going to see one and two touch drills consistently every practice. Every team in the world does it. Sure. It's just a matter of how do you turn that into results on the field. Well, you know, there's, again, I'm not, I'm not at training. I'm not going to sit here and judge. Klinsman training sessions. I mean, we've heard about the overemphasis on. You know, there's a lot of running. We know that. Uh, that's what we've heard. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and that only f- the problem for Klinsman again without independent verification. I'm not going to sit here and say his training sessions are crap. But the o- the problem for Klinsman is that the perception is his training sessions are so much about fitness that everything else gets left by the wayside. And then when this team goes out and fails to connect three or four passes in a row at any point during the game, can't hold the ball, can't create anything in the, the in the offensive third, that then that all comes back and reflects back on him and then the the, the murmurs are, well, he only cares about how much they can run. He doesn't necessarily care about this stuff. And since he's throwing guys and here's the other element to it, Jared, we haven't even mentioned, throwing guys into unfamiliar positions, it it doubles down on this problem. Yeah. I, I, I just, it, there's, it, it's, I don't know. I'm at a loss for words at this point, Jason. I don't know what's left to say other than Klinsman out. It, mm-hmm. It's just the only thing I can think left to say. And maybe I'm out of ideas. Yeah, but, maybe I'm out of ideas. I don't know. By the way, Dan, do you have a suggestion for a replacement if they fire Klinsman? Um, I don't. Okay. I listen. I listen to you guys for that. No, I understand. <laughs> I understand. And look, I, I'm seeing. But, but I, I am, I am completely out of confidence. Okay. With with Klinsman, yeah. and and I feel almost like you know, before all that stuff happened with Seth Blatter, you know, I, I felt like you know, Blatter was gonna figure out a way to be become like immortal, and then you know, be FIFA's president forever. And there was nothing we could do about it. I almost feel that same way. Yeah. You know. For the next three years with Coinsman. 
Yeah, there's there's some sort know. of there's it's some, like a hopelessness. Yeah, th- thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Dad. Jared, that reminds me of is it is it Superman three with the weird like robotic thing that happened? Is it Superman three? Isn't that the one? Superman with, three is the one where, um, but there's um um, uh, what am I think? Richard Pryor. Yes. And they fake the the fake kryptonite. Right, but he's like a computer programmer or something, right? Yeah, like, yeah, he's got those big tape machine drives that he's uh, in the room with. Yeah. Yeah, and doesn't like doesn't at one point somebody merges with the computer, right? With the with the Oh machinery. man, I think you're right actually. You no, know, this is one of those things where I don't think I've ever gone back and watched Superman 3 after being a kid. Mostly because yeah, it's not I, I worth think that's it. Yeah, that's that's true. But this is like burned in my ma- like one of those nightmare things, right? Like it's it wasn't like kind of a Jello kind of thing to it too, or it's like something like that. Yeah, there was like a goo. There was definitely a goo involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely some goo. Ah oh, man, it, that to me that's that's what uh, that's what I think about when he says, "Except Vladimir is going to find a way to be immortal. Like uh, he's going to merge with a machine. Him and Jürgen Klinsmann merging with some machine to become." Immortal characters. You know something I just thought about, Jason. So we keep talking about the, one of the reasons Klinsman's not out yet, or probably won't be out at all, is that millions of dollars that the U.S. would have to pay to get him out. Yeah. Yeah. How much do you think the U.S. would have brought in if they had made the Confederations Cup? Um, uh, in television know. rights, with the yeah. money getting for FIFA, some, some uh, in the neighborhood, double figures, millions of dollars at least. So already, the U.S. soccer could have paid for its loss. Yes. Potentially. Yes. Right. How much money would the U.S. lose if they miss out on the World Cup? How oh, much is God. four million dollars worth to you? Immeasurable. I mean, that that the, not immeasurable, but I mean, we're talking about such a budget hit, and that's what I mean by doing damage. If if there's a sense that this program is going in the wrong direction and it can't be turned around in time for something like like World Cup qualifying, and I'm not necessarily talking about that n- now with uh, Trinidad and Tobago being the toughest team in your group. I'm talking about the Hex and, and, and going and actually trying to, to qualify um, through the harshest part of the tournament, which, again, is relatively easy to the rest of the world but still has thrown up um, some problems for the United States, certainly did for Mexico the last time around. If you're even close to the notion that you could be in doubt of a World Cup appearance based on the revenue that you get from that appearance and what that means to just keeping the momentum of, of, of U.S. soccer as an organization going and funding programs and putting it back into I – mean, I'm talking about every program, men's, women's, kids, coaching, all of that. Then you have to say, wait, hold on. We've got to address this now. This $4 million is an investment in our future. You know, and I was thinking about it too. In, in terms of just putting an analogy, most people can understand. If your roof is leaking just a little bit, you start doing that mental calculation in your head of yeah. how much money is it going to cost me to fix this roof right now, and, and is right. it worth it right, right. now? Yeah, if I fix but it, if you start thinking about what does it mean if that roof collapses right. during the rainstorm right. or what you potentially lose? Absolutely, yeah. If I fix it now, man, I got to go a couple thousand dollars out of pocket. This really hurts. I don't. This is my nest egg. This is my vacation money. This is yeah. whatever. But if I don't fix it. The whole roof comes down, and now I've got to pay hundred thousand dollars to get my roof fixed, or whatever, whatever. How much costs. is your roof worth to you, yeah. Sunil? And, and, I, and here's a question: I had a caller uh, today, one of the shows, can't remember which, basically proposed that in order for American soccer to progress, U.S. soccer to progress, it needs a sugar daddy. And we've thrown this out there before, Jared. The idea that somebody like Paul Allen or Larry Ellison or somebody like that decides suddenly they're interested in soccer and clocks a big check. To, to, to soccer and gets rid of pay, pay to play or uh, somehow we, we, we roll that back into programs that make us a lot better. What Come if, on, Uncle Phil. What if somebody stepped up, and you wouldn't even have to be a billionaire in the, in the vein of Ellison, but what if somebody stepped up and said, 
behind the scenes probably went to U.S. Soccer and said, "I'll pay the buyout. Fire him now." I, th- I think I'll that decision makes, gets made tomorrow. You think so? You think it's think about tomorrow. the money that much? I, th- I think it's about money that much. That's that's fascinating to me. It, it, U.S. Soccer is being run by economists. It is being run by an economist. Yeah, an economist, by the way, who people are calling for more pressure to be applied to. And I, I don't. I, I I've been trying. I mean, I've been not trying. I've been doing it. I've been saying a pressure where, for his job or where, where pressure is to make a decision on Jurgen Klinsmann. Well, all of it. Where is Jurgen Klinsmann's? I mean, so where, where's, I, I told you I'm a little bit on the other side of the fence on this one, dude. Because I think what Sunil Gulati is a part of at FIFA is more important than just what's happening with Jurgen Klinsmann here. Okay. I mean, Sunil Gulati is one of the few sure, I outward that. transformers. I understand at- that. But he, and he's built up a lot of credit, Jared. But at some point, you have to be called on what's happening right now. And what's happening right now is not only the direction of the U.S. men's national team. I guess give him credit for the women. That, that's part of his, his resume as well. But I also question his leadership in regards to the FIFA scandal, the actions of Jack Warner and Chuck Blazer. Where's U.S. soccer in all of that? Where's, where's U.S. soccer when it comes to to stepping up and saying, we screwed up, we didn't blow the whistle. I mean, they, they maybe they can't announce that they're complicit because that's that opens them up to lawsuits or, or to prosecution, but they could at least make some sort of ed- indication that there's something wrong here that they need to address rather than just letting uh, Sunil Gulati take his trips to Zurich where apparently he's going to try to fix it from the inside. That's not enough, That shouldn't be enough for the American soccer fan base. It shouldn't. And, and by the way, just to, to hit on this because... Um, Grant Walls on Twitter asked Galati if Klinsman has his support. Quote, we'll sit down and talk in the next few days, but we always do that after games, unquote. So nothing That's else. That's not exactly – but he had the chance to say he supported him, and he didn't say that. True. He did. He did have the chance to say that, and he didn't. Maybe there's a crack here. Maybe there's some – maybe there's a fissure between Galati and Klinsman because, uh, you know, they are, they are tied at the hip. This is this is we know this from going back to 2006. This is Galati's program. This is his project. He handed the keys to Klinsman. He said, "You do whatever you need to well, do." He to wanted get to hand going. it to him then in 2006 and wasn't able to. That's what I'm saying. So we know that he's been chasing Klinsman since 2006. Finally signed him up in 2011. And people are arguing over when Klinsman got the technical director job. He was acting in that in that capacity from the very beginning. Don't delude yourself. I don't see anything different since he's been technical director. Then, like, I don't understand what he's doing as a job function that's different than what he was doing before. Like yeah, what no, decision is he making that he wasn't making before? Right. Exactly. What's coming across, what paperwork is coming across his desk? And granted, I may just be uninformed on this and I'm, that's fine. I'm willing to admit that, but someone correct me because I don't understand what that job means. <sighs> what, what, what piece of paper came across his desk this week? Right. Uh, you know, I, I can, I can conceive of stuff. You know the the coaching program for for U eights that we're distributing across our member clubs, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and listen, as a kid that, that is uh, has a five year old playing in uh, youth soccer, it's like it's kind of confusing to me the direction that it's going. I'm uh-huh. not saying it's wrong. I'm right. saying it's confusing to me. Right, we've got a couple of mo- a couple of minutes left here. We have again. This has been all national team. Where did the U twenty threes end up? I know Pelosi scored. Did they win? They won two nothing. Uh, Jerome Kisavetter added a penalty late in that game. They beat Canada two nothing. Is it wrong? I like that guy. So they finished third in the region in the uh, regional tournament. Now they have to go down to Brazil in March and play Colombia for a spot in the Olympics. Jared, I don't like that idea. No, but at the same time. It's better than 
complete and utter failure. Now, losing, I don't like having to go play away in Colombia. It's not in Colombia. It's in Brazil. It's actually. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said Colombia. I no, apologize. They play Colombia in Brazil. It's very odd that way. Um, yeah, I don't know if I like that more. The losing to Honduras, and I actually did not get to see that game, but losing Hondur into Honduras by the in the manner that they did, two to nothing. Very every. Every uh, assessment was that they deserved to lose that game. They melted down. They started diving, complaining, whining. There were some coming togethers, uh, uh, you know, almost fighting type of situations. Uh, Andres Herzog was very frustrated. That's more troubling to me than the fact that they lost. The fact that they lost is bad. Don't get yeah, me lose, wrong. Loses a team, but yeah, but don't don't come apart at the seams. Now I'm glad they got it together enough to win tonight against Canada. Much weaker oppositions. It must be said. Uh, but there is something fundamentally wrong about that, too. There's something weird about what's going on there. And remember, Herzog is literally Klinsman's guy. I mean, that's they're they're partnered up here. Yeah, I mean, we could say that. We said that about Martin Chavez, Marvin Chavez as well. But um, I mean, Martin Vasquez. Well, yes, well, uh, yeah, well, yeah. We said true. about Martin and Vasquez he, and as well. And he had no problem. Ditching yeah, and him look, I mean, and, and that's the other thing. That's another thing to to just open up and question Klinsman about. How does how did he end up alienating, getting rid of of guys? He's, that, he's consigliere. Well, not just Vasquez, but there are a, there are a number of coaches. I don't have the full list in front of me. There are a number of coaches you could say were at least doing work within the U.S. program and, and were summarily ousted for questionable reasons. And one of them is Vasquez. I put one of them as Thomas Rongen. Uh, is it? Would you feel terrible about Thomas Rongen running the U twenties right now? I mean, no, not that Tom Ramos is not, not that I'm, I, I don't like Tom Tab Ramos as a as a potential coach, but I like the team involved. that Tab Ramos put out there. I thought they played well. Okay. I, I like the style that they played. I will say this: Tab Ramos's U twenty team came the closest to playing the way that Jurgen Klinsmann promised us. Okay, maybe, and, and, look, and that's again, something for me to hang a hat on. Okay, and, and, and look, there's supposed to be better technical players at that level, and maybe we're going to see that. Here's the next test, by the way, for the Klinsman program, Jared. The U17s start their World Cup in Chile the end of this week, so Richie Williams and his boys are down now. U17s get him, Richie, get him. Really young, really young. Impossible to uh, impossible to predict how many of those players are going to do anything on the professional level, anything at all. Yeah, but ever since Demarcus Beasley and that and Nina Donovan, that '99 squad, ever since then. People expect those type of players to come out of that system. They do. They do. And uh, we'll Bobby see. Bobby Convy, Oguchi Onyewu, Tim Howard, we'll Kyle see. Beckerman, every one of them on that team. Yeah, we'll see if uh, if they can do anything, make a little bit of noise. I mean, the U-20s were not a disaster by any stretch of the imagination. They had some good moments. They did not ultimately get as far as we would have liked them to, but they had some good moments. I, I don't have the results in front of me. I just remember quarterfinals. And so I believe Cameron Carter-Vickers is going to play on that team as well. Is Neef qualify for that or for just the, U20s? For, for the U-17s. I, I mean, I think they like to keep I think these, he is 17, isn't he? Yeah, but I think they like to keep these guys aged. I think they like to keep them in one group. I don't like they, – they're not – and there's, you know, there's a question because when that game in March happens against Columbia for the U-23s, you could conceivably say, okay, well, let's bring in DeAndre Yedlin. Uh, let's uh, who else is eligible uh, for that let's team? Not. I mean, I, I'm saying I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know what's uh, you how you Klinsman needs a success right now. He needs something to hang his hat on. Um, that's not till March. You can't do anything about that. Right now, I, ho I hope he doesn't get that far along to have that chance. Right, <laughs> right. I'm sorry, now, I'm actively rooting against Jurgen Klinsmann. That's just damn dog. That's inappropriate. He's got uh, he's got World Cup qualifiers coming up, uh, starting in November. That's when we're going to judge him. I mean, that's the next opportunity to judge him. He failed. He failed in the Gold Cup. 
He failed at the Confederations Cup or the uh, Concacaf Cup, and he losing to Costa Rica is whatever it is. I mean, he's he's blaming that on coming back from the Mexico loss, and the players are still had that on their on their minds, even though he played eight different guys and it was a completely different lineup. Yeah, I'm sure Whatever. Tim Ream was really uh, re- like lamenting the fact that he did not play in that game and had no part in it. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure that was what it was all about. Uh, Jared, you've made a call. You said, like, if, if there are players who are fed up with this, it's time for them to speak out. I don't know that it's ever going to happen, but it's an intriguing idea. You know what? I wouldn't mind another Brian Strauss uh, kind of article where guys speak off the record. Yeah. Okay, let's wrap this uh, this edition of soccer. Oh, sorry, wow. See, until this morning, I had a misstep as well. Soccer evening. It is best soccer show. It just happens to be Tuesday, which is throwing me off. Um, sure, sure. Yeah, and there's lots of other stuff on on the brain, Jared. Uh, let's uh, let's point people in the direction of best soccer show on Twitter. Uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna try to try to raise funds to buy out Jurgen Klinsmann, but that's a, a really cool idea somebody gave to me. Let's have a, a Kickstarter to raise money. If we got four million dollars. From U.S. soccer fans, we would do something better with it than that, That's like true. make a network. Absolutely. We, we would. Well, uh, okay. We, it depends on what the mandate is from the people. Uh, and I don't think it would come to us. It'd have to be held in escrow. It'd be a whole thing. Uh, best soccer show on Twitter. iTunes, ratings, reviews. Ratings are very easy. Click the button of stars that you think that we deserve. Um, we want to climb up the number. I think, what, where, we, where were we last time we checked? 550? I, I don't even check anymore. Okay, I'm not sure. well, we'll check again. But it's not enough. But, oh, and the other thing is, we just hit our official fourth anniversary, our first fourth birthday as a show yeah, last, last week. Weekend. Yeah, uh, we shared the original show on Twitter. It was a disaster. Why did Why did we share that? Why did eh, we? I thought it was nostalgic. But you know what? Should we tease what we're going to do as a bonus show as we're talking about this? Sure, why not? Okay, so what we've decided to do is in the vein of all superhero stories to do the Jason Jared best soccer show origin story where we kind of talk about how each of us got into doing this, how we ended up coming together, um, how the story of how the show formed. So we're going to do that on our next best soccer show bonus show, which we're going to be recording immediately. Yep. There we go. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Thank you everybody who called. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. I am Mikkel Morrison and Paulson Diskele. Danger zone! I don't like this game. Your men are brutish and their players are you? Oh, oh, it's incredible! Get to the chopper! Hey, Rodeus.